Welcome to episode 61 of Uncovering the Corners of the World podcast, and happy 2023. I'm your host, Karina Kosmala. Using research and my personal experiences where I actually set foot in some of these places, I'll be describing some of the unknown attractions in both the U.S. and around the world. This week, we are traveling to the coldest place on Earth, Antarctica. As the most southernmost continent located in the southern hemisphere, Antarctica still remains, for the most part, uninhabitable. Throughout the winter, researchers and their support staff live in Antarctica. While you might not find a lot of people saying that they are planning their trip to Antarctica, tourists can still travel to the continent. There are cruises that sail from Tierra del Fuego, which is at the tip of South America, or you can board a cruise that travels from New Zealand to Antarctica. Depending on where the ship departs, the ship will take tourists to a different region of Antarctica. There are also charter flights that are combined with cruises. Depending on the country you're from, there may be certain criteria you need to follow to be allowed to travel there. The best time to visit Antarctica is from November to March. During these months, there are 24 hours of daylight. Our first attraction is to a rather bizarre site that you can find in Antarctica. Most of Antarctica is covered by ice, snow, and water. However, pouring out of one of the five-story glaciers is a waterfall tainted a deep red color that pours into Lake Bonnie. The waterfall is called Blood Falls, which was discovered in 1911 by Griffith Taylor. The first assumption was that the algae caused the water to turn red. However, they realized that wasn't the case. Underneath the Taylor Glacier is a salty subglacial lake that is rich with iron and is three times saltier than seawater, and this water doesn't freeze. The iron in the water causes the water to turn red once it reacts with the oxygen outside the glacier. Another interesting fact about this subglacial lake is that it is home to microbes that live in an environment that receives little sunlight and lacks oxygen. For our next attraction, we travel to Cape Denshin in the Commonwealth Bay to visit the Mawson's Huts. The Commonwealth Bay is in the eastern sector of the Australian Antarctic Territory. The Mawson's Huts are houses constructed as part of the Australasian Antarctic Expedition of 1911 to 1914. Sir Douglas Mawson, a geologist and explorer, led this expedition with a crew 
of 18 men. Not only was Sir Douglas Mawson the first person to discover gold in Antarctica, he was recognized as a hero for his achievements. He joined Ernest Shackleton in his 1908 to 1909 British Antarctic expedition and was inspired to continue exploring Antarctica years later. Sir Douglas Mawson led two expeditions to the Antarctic, one in 1911 to 1914 and one in 1929 to 1931. His journey led to Australia claiming 42% of Antarctica. The expedition focused on scientific research. During his expedition, the first radio transmission was established from Antarctica to Australia. The wooden Mawson's huts were a collection of buildings where Mawson's crew lived and studied weather, geology, and magnetics. These buildings involved a simple design and were built to resist heavy winds and extreme cold. Today, the Mawson's huts are a historic site and there are four remaining huts left. There is the main hut, which housed a kitchen, dining area, sleeping area, laundry, storage, and darkroom facilities. The transit hut, which was where the men would take star sights and determine the latitude and longitude of Cape Tension. The magnetograph house, which was dedicated to measuring the Earth's magnetic field near the South Pole. And then there's the absolute magnetic hut, which also measured the Earth's magnetic field. Our last attraction takes us to the only place where you can send postcards from Antarctica. On the island of Goodyear, on the Antarctic Peninsula, is Port Lockroy, which serves as both Antarctica's post office and museum. Port Lockroy sends over 70,000 pieces of mail each season. It only costs one US dollar to send mail anywhere in the world from Antarctica. From Antarctica, the mail is sent to the Falkland Islands, and then it is flown internationally by the Royal Air Force. Besides sending postcards, there is a small store that sells souvenirs, postcards, and books. Port Lockroy was discovered by Jean-Baptiste Chocot in 1904 and was named after the financier of the expedition, which was Edward Lockroy. Before Port Lockroy became a post office, it was a commercial whaling station between 1911 and 1931. It was also a secret base that Britain set up during World War II to protect their interests on the continent. After the war, it was turned into a research station for the British Antarctic Survey until 1962. After 1962, the port was abandoned, but in 1996, 
it was renovated and turned into a museum to share the history of the 1950s and 60s with today's visitors. However, people aren't the only visitors at the post office as there are 1,500 Gentoo penguins living around the area near the post office. Gentoo penguins have a white spot above their eyes and have bright orange beaks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you are interested in learning more about Blood Falls, check out the article on the Arctic Sun website titled, Scientists are trying to pinpoint why the unusual waterfall flows when it does by Lauren Limpuma. To learn more about the Mawson's Huts, check out the website mawsonshuts.org. Lastly, if you want to read about Port Lockroy Antarctic Museum and Post Office, visit the website antarcticguide.com. Have a great week.